Hello and welcome. The name of this podcast series is Taboo Truths and Tales. This podcast is marked explicit. This podcast is produced in partnership with ustaboo.com. Specials are right now available there exclusively for you because you are listening to this podcast. Visit ustaboo.com. Go there to discover all kinds of very special stuff posted there just for you. Taboo Truths and Tales is hosted by Madeira D'Souza. That's me. Some of you may know me by my nickname as Woody. Whatever you want to call me, I welcome you here to this podcast. Now, let's get started. Thank you. Now, what we have all been waiting for. Sex advice from the Vegas Gaz Queen. Oh, my Lord. You will hear the voice talents of Black Bear Voice, also known as Samuel Glass Jr., appearing in the role of the podcast producer and announcer. Also in this podcast, get ready for the electric talents of the not-yet-breathing oxygen players. Buckle your seatbelts. You will thank me for that later on. From the entertainment capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, I am here, the guest queen of Vegas. And uh, Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto, to you too. Uh, oh yes, Sam is here. That's me. I'm the producer and announcer for this podcast. I'm excited to introduce the Gaz Queen of Las Vegas, Miss Azura Mojave. Her nickname comes from when she was back home in Berlin, Germany. She gave sex advice online and was well known as the Queen of Orgasms. Now here in the United States, she's known as the Gaz Queen of Las Vegas. So, my horny friends... Who says America does not have any royalty? We have our own queen. Her Majesty has entered the building. Bow down before the one and only Miss Azura Mojave, our very own Gaz Queen of Las Vegas. And ready or not, here I am again. I am the Gaz Queen of Las Vegas. Ready to offer you all so powerful sex advice for free. So you will know how to behave in bed. Or in the shower. Or anywhere. Maybe even having an intimate encounter with a partner in your car. Front or back. It doesn't matter to me. Top or bottom. No problem at all. It all happens right here on this podcast. Doesn't that sound like a whole load of fun? You better believe it, baby. Yeah. I welcome you to the explicit podcast. So, let's get started. Okay, I've got your first question ready for this podcast episode. This was sent in by Marshall, and he is asking that age-old question about what is so-called normal, taking into consideration the number of orgasms a man can have in one designated period of time. Wow. Um, yeah, bear with me. I am a little nervous. But I made this recording for you, the Gaz Queen. I will try to get through this without fucking up. My question is this. I am not yet 30, but I think about growing older. And what happens when a guy's body ages? This is in terms of being able to have multiple orgasms, you know. Like, um, how do I ask this? What is the norm for this? Orgasms in one session. How many times should a man like me be able to shoot my load? Thank you, Marshall, for sending in that question. This issue keeps coming up, so to speak, many times. I keep getting variations of this exact question so I know it is an important question that deserves serious consideration. 
Many men want to know what is so-called normal regarding how many times a man can have orgasms in one designated period of time. For example, as in a sexual encounter with a partner and both people are naked and uninhibited. Is it so-called normal for any man to have more than merely two orgasms? Two? Well, my darlings, everything depends on the physical and emotional well-being of the man with the erection who is ready to shoot his load. A young man who is between let's say the ages of 17 and 29 might be a show-off. He can have six orgasms in one evening. This guy can shoot his load half a dozen times. Is that so-called normal? Impressive, yes. Keep in mind that any healthy man who can get hard for sex can have more than two orgasms in a single evening. Yeah, of course. There is really no standard for so-called normal when discussing shooting your load. If you got a load to shoot, then I say, do it. Go ahead and shoot over and over and over. Yeah, no standard. Have fun. Relax. Do what feels right for you and your partner. I agree. Do it till you're satisfied, whatever it is. Okay, wow, so you say half a dozen times? Is that a typo, my queen? Maybe not. The next question may be suitable for ESPN, but who am I to suggest that? You'll see what I mean when you hear this question from Michael. Perhaps he pronounces his name differently because I see here that he is from Berlin, Germany. Just like you, my queen. You will, I'm sure, know how to pronounce his name correctly, unlike your humble servant. Hey, how are you? This is a serious question, but it may sound fake. Not fake news at all. This is serious, okay? My partner and a boat are experienced in having sex with men. So what? But my partner has what I can only call, unfamiliar, or, difficult, ideas about what he wants to insert into my ass. If you know what I mean here. I am embarrassed now. But that's my question and I'm sticking with it. Thank you, Michael. That is a seriously good question. Let us say you are a man and you are having sex with another man. He wants to insert his big toe on his right foot up into your ass. Gently at first. But then he gets a little more rough with a kicking motion like a muscular rugby player from New Zealand. Is it okay for a man to want to push his big toe into the ass of another man? I would say, yeah. Go ahead. Let him too fuck you. Is that what you want to call this behavior? Is this what you could reasonably expect from a muscular rugby player who happens to be a Pacific Islander? I understand how they have very big feet. And what if this guy in bed with you wants to insert some other body part of his? What if he wants to stick his entire hand into the ass of another man? What then? Well, that gets us well into a whole other territory, believe me. The typical size of a man's hole down there is going to be far narrower than the typical size of a man's hand. Did you ever think you would hear this comparison said out loud on a podcast from Las Vegas? Yeah. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Even talk about how a man's hole down there is far narrower than the typical size of a man's hand. And let me ask you this. Did you realize that it is possible to cause physical damage inside a man's butt through ripping or breaking apart the very sensitive internal skin? The thing is, 
A man who wants to stick some body part other than his cock into the ass of another man is by definition outside the standard of typical sexual behaviors. Fisting is one good example. This is when a man sticks his fist and maybe even forearm way up inside another man's ass. That certainly stands within the definition of being outside the standard of everyday sexual behaviors. Does it feel good for a man to get fisted by another man? You need to think about that. You have, of course, heard I'm your backdoor man from Led Zeppelin. And wow, we've all watched those fisting videos out there online. Yeah. So everyone can decide for himself. Yeah. Those videos. Oh shit. Listen. Let me add one more thought. If you know of any videos featuring those very hot, muscular rugby players from New Zealand who have big feet, I hope you will share the details with me, okay? Well, there's a revelation for today. Well, okay. I really never would have guessed. But now I will remember to get a selection of uncensored Pacific Islander rugby player videos for your next birthday, my queen. I hope that's okay with you. But I want to move on to our next question. This one comes from London and was sent in by Harold. What do you have to say to Harold about men who get sexually aroused after being slapped or punched by another man. Harold is my name. I am not really sure how to ask this question. So, I will just spell it out for you. I hope you can help me figure out what is correct versus let's say incorrect for sexual behavior that involves one man physically slapping or hitting his male sex partner. Like foreplay, you know, but it does involve striking him. I mean, striking me. He strikes me. I hope this makes sense to you, my gas queen. Kind of messed up don't you think? I hope you can help me with your advice. Thanks so very much in advance for your help. I really do appreciate you appearing here on this podcast with blunt answers. Thank you for your question, Harold. This one I have not heard before. What a first for our humble little podcast on sexual advice from Zen City. So, I gather then you are asking for my personal opinion about men who like being slapped or punched by other men? Men who get sexually aroused from being slapped or punched by another man. You ask this question in the context of foreplay. Yeah. I have personal opinions on this. One of the behaviors you describe is known as ball busting. It is when a man slaps or punches or even kicks another man in his balls. This kind of behavior is considered somewhat harmless. A man deliberately makes physical contact with another man's balls using his hands or his arm or his knee or even his foot. From what I have seen watching videos from the locker room showing those deliciously muscular rugby players from New Zealand, I have seen how men really enjoy ball busting. Getting punched or slapped or kicked in the nuts. That behavior signifies a dominant man showing off with another man who may be less dominant than him. The one who is on the receiving end of the slapping or punching or kicking may get a sexual charger out of that experience. Very normal. Yeah. If it is only game playing, then it is to be expected. Especially in the locker room. All those sweaty muscular Pacific Islander rugby players. Oh, I must stop fantasizing about those wonderfully masculine men. You know what? It is fairly common for gay men to enjoy getting kicked or punched or slapped by another man with whom they are sexually intimate. 
Sometimes these seemingly violent behaviors are not really intended to be truly violent at all. Showing dominance over another man by slapping or kicking or punching him is technically foreplay. Yeah. Men who do not want to be on the receiving end of those behaviors should walk away immediately and quickly and don't look back. But if a guy likes getting dominated by another guy, even getting slapped or punched or kicked in the nuts or across the face, well, that is fine if it happens between two consenting adults. Actual man-on-man violence is never a good thing in any sexual context. One man's personal space and dignity deliberately getting violated by another man. I do not condone that one bit. And neither would the Marquis decide, I think. Well, believe it or not, we only have time for one more question. This question is on the same general subject as our last question, and this one comes from Charlie in the state of Oklahoma. He wants to know your take on sex that involves roughness. Charlie is my name. Got a question for you, my gas queen, and I hope you will be very honest with me. Um, how can I best say this? I have been in sexual relationships with more than a couple of men I was attracted to who all prefer to be rough with me. It's not really physical abuse. At least I don't see it like that. These guys were all on the meaty side, you know. Tough looking. Masculine men. Muscles. What else can I say? I am really attracted to such guys. I hope I am not a freak or whatever. But tell me the truth, okay? Thank you, Charlie, for your question. I know there are many gay men who often wonder, is it okay to be attracted to rough men who will bring an element of roughness into man-on-man sexual activity? This one may seem controversial to some people. I say this because roughness and sexual activity can be thought of as being far apart from each other. Roughness is one thing everyone knows about dating back to childhood, and sexual activity can be thought of as standing perfectly fine on its own without any roughness at all. One does not require the other, right? But adults can have an open mind about how the two behaviors can coexist together under certain circumstances. The two gay men or even three gay men having sex at one time with each other need to be consenting adults. Very important. The local legal age is the one and only way to define what it means to be an adult. And then there's the matter of giving of consent. If you are a gay man and you are having sex with one or two other men at once, you really should have expressed one way or another in advance regarding your consent about what happens during sex to one and all. You should always in advance say whether you are okay or not with roughness, and roughness is on a sliding scale. Always. There is playful slapping or punching or even kicking in the nuts. We have talked about teaser behaviors already. But roughness can be foreplay to a man penetrating another man. Both take pleasure from that in similar ways to how athletic men enjoy roughness while they are playing sports. A man always can get something emotional out of using roughness against other men during sports. This all is really very closely related. Roughness in sports. Roughness in sex. Not that far apart at all, really. What do they have in common? Balls. Heavy breathing. Loads of perspiration. And of course intensive, 
physical contact between men who are into roughness. See what I mean? As long as gay men express their advance approval and agreement to get into roughness during sex, then everyone is good to go. I don't think any gay man should give himself away for free, so to speak, and let himself be taken advantage of physically through unwanted roughness. That is the path to sorrow and dangerous outcomes. But neither do I think any gay man should restrict himself from roughness during sex just because he does not have confidence in taboo secrets of the bedroom. Well, that answer wasn't so rough to come up with, was it? <laughs> Thank you for that, my queen. You may just have inadvertently discovered the perfect title for your forthcoming explicit memoirs, Taboo Secrets of the Bedroom. I'm confident that we all have so much we can learn from you about sex in or out of the bedroom. Yeah. In or out of the bedroom. On a train. On a jet flying over the ocean. Or in the ocean. Under the waves. There are so many possibilities, Samuel. I bet you are very experienced sexually and do not need advice from the guest queen of Las Vegas. You know what? Maybe we can do a full episode in which I talk with you, one on one, about your sexual background. Will that work for you? Oh, my queen. <laughs> my name is Bennett and I'm not in it as far as that subject goes. Oh, hell no. But thank you, my queen. I really would love to discuss the subject further with you right at this very moment. But hey, look at this. Somehow we are all out of time, Bennett. That's all for me, Samuel, your humble podcast announcer. Gotta go now. Get me out of here. The part of the podcast producer and announcer was played by Samuel Glass Jr. He is in Las Vegas at BlackBearVoice.com. You also heard other cast members appearing in this episode. They are from the Not Yet Breathing Oxygen Players. I am your humble narrator. And on behalf of the entire cast and crew, I want to thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is produced in partnership with USTaboo.com. Specials are right now available there exclusively for you because you are listening to this podcast. Visit USTaboo.com. Go there to discover all kinds of very special stuff posted there just for you.